This recording begins with a reading of the Gospel of the Day. That will be followed by the homily from Father Paul O'Brien. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. If you are in kindergarten through grade eight, I invite you to come sit up here in the sanctuary. Kindergarten through grade eight, if you want to, please come take a seat up here. Great, great, great. That first reading we just heard is from the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. It's just six verses long. You can do this at home this week if you like. See if you can count how many references there are in just those six verses to the word of God or of people, speech and the word. The Old Testament reminds us over and over again that, what, that God's word, that God gives us in this world, reveals who God is. God's word shows us who God is. And it's absolutely the same thing about people. My words reveal who I am. Anybody's words reveal who they truly are. Jesus, the Son of God, makes that absolutely clear. Everything that Jesus says reveals who he is. And there's a perfect example that we just heard in that gospel reading. So we're at the beginning of, relatively the beginning of the gospel of Mark, picking up right where we left off last week after Jesus calls his first four closest disciples. Now Jesus goes to a town called Capernaum, which is his home base in the region of Galilee for all of his public ministry. And what Jesus does in this, again, very brief passage is paradigmatic of what Jesus does at this stage in his public ministry. It's almost like a summary of what he's doing in all sorts of communities. Jesus goes into the synagogue, which is the Jewish place of worship in the town, and he speaks. He teaches people, doesn't say what he's particularly teaching, but clearly it's about God and it's about human life. He's teaching people about God and their own lives. Jesus's words reveal God's truth within Jesus. And the reason I can say that so strongly is they have an immediate impact on people. When people hear these words and they let those words into their brains and their hearts, they're amazed. They realize Jesus teaches with an authority that is much greater than their religious leaders. 
absolutely true. He's the son of God. He's entirely greater than their even best religious leaders. Those words change those people, and part of the truth of who Jesus is is revealed to them through his words. He doesn't write anything down, doesn't touch anybody. In the synagogue, there's a man with an unclean spirit. Somehow this man has an influence of the devil that is really impacting his life, kind of like John Driscoll. This man has an unclean spirit, and that's revealed by what the man says. The man screams out at Jesus. He knows who Jesus is. The devil knows completely who Jesus is. He's threatened by Jesus. He tries to probably intimidate Jesus or catch him off guard with his words. And he asks, have you come here to destroy us? Exactly the right question, because he has come to destroy the devil. That man's words, under the influence of the devil, reveal who he is at this moment. He's a person with a very powerful impact of the devil within him. Jesus speaks quiet, and the man becomes quiet. He stops saying what he's saying. Jesus speaks again, come out of him. Those words of Jesus end up revealing the power of God in Jesus through his words, because the spirit, the evil spirit, convulses inside this man, and he cries out more words. Maybe this is pain, and he comes out of the man. Jesus doesn't touch the man with his hands. He doesn't do anything physical with the man. He only uses his words. The words of Jesus turn out to have the power to defeat evil. And it actually keeps going. Those words then make the people in the synagogue ask more questions, think more about Jesus, be more amazed by Jesus, and then they get out in the world and they start telling people about this so that his fame spreads everywhere. I hope you're following this. That's what he's come to do, to announce God's gospel and to have other people affected by that to go tell other people. All of it's through his words, just the words of Jesus. I invite you to consider this week, individually, families, couples, all of us in this community at Lawrence Catholic Academy, we're beginning to celebrate Catholic Schools Week this week, to consider that basic truth. What we say reveals who we are. I'll give you three very easy ideas to get you going. Idea number one, to be a Christian is meant to be more and more hearing Jesus's words through the scripture, the teaching of the church, letting them enter us, understanding them, and then if we believe them, speaking those same words in this world. That's what Lawrence Catholic Academy is supposed to be all about. For 11 years, as many as 11 years, hearing Jesus's words, understanding them, and then speaking them in this world. That's what our parish is supposed to be all about. Hearing his words, letting them in, and then speaking them in the world. Think about this. If it's from the heart, just a few words of Jesus 
can change so much, like, I love you, I forgive you, I was wrong, this must change, we must act, let us pray. Those are just a few words that come to me from Jesus, and because I believe them, when I speak them in different situations, it reveals who I am. With all my sinfulness, I'm really trying to live as his follower, and they let his love enter into other people's lives. Those are just a few words, let alone conversations and relationships, and in the case of our school, classrooms. A Christian is meant to enjoy and grow in happiness speaking the word of Jesus in this world. It reveals who we are. It is a primary means through which his kingdom grows. It's idea number one. Idea number two is that my words are one of the biggest, and for most of us, and for me for sure, the biggest revelation of the evil within me and the badness within me. I'm getting really old. It is very unlikely that I am going to harm anyone physically. Very, very unlikely. It is completely easy for me to gravely harm people with my words, through my words. We use our words to attack one another, to abuse one another, to tear one another down. We use our words to deny one another the truth that we deserve. We use our words to spread our sinfulness in this world. We use our words in so many bad ways. It's the primary way, for me at least, and for all of us to some extent, that the badness, the evil, the unholiness within us is revealed. A Christian is meant to be a person who is at least honest about that, just honest about the fact that what comes out of me in my words that's bad is real. Idea number three, out of three, this is going to be it. Many of us are dishonest about idea number two. <laughs> just think about this for a minute. Many, many, many of us are very dishonest. We waste our time. We waste the lives God has given us. We think we're deluding other people. We even think we're deluding God, which is impossible, in how dishonest we are about the badness of our words. For example, we say to one another, this, I said this really bad thing. My words, in fact, are very sinful, but fundamentally, I'm a good person. Fundamentally, I'm trying to live in God. Those words, they don't really represent who I am. We all make mistakes with our words. I regularly say, that did not come out right. That is not what I meant to say. That's not what I'm talking about. I can just so easily say, do harm to you with my words, but that's really not who I am. Well, who am I? Was it an unclean spirit? That was me. That is me. Why am I wasting anyone's time pretending that these words are not what they are? We say things like, I am not a gossip. I don't use my words 
to unnecessarily share scandalous information, negative things about other people. I am not a gossip. How many people have you met who come up to you and say, hey, Paul O'Brien, gossip, that's who I am, I'm a gossip, I'm so proud. No one wants to be a gossip, right? But I hear that Christian is in big trouble with the IRS. I'm a gossip, I'm a gossip, I'm a gossip, I'm a gossip. Why am I suggesting to anyone that I'm something that I'm not? That was real. He's not in trouble with the IRS. But other things, I'll tell you in the parking, I'm, I am a gossip. We say things like, I do not unnecessary, uh, uh, inappropriately judge people. Only God is my judge. Only God is my judge. Only God is your judge. I do not say things that put me in the position of God. And Tim Lane is worthless, right? I actually had a colleague who works in the church who a few years ago said to me about a person that she supervised, she's worthless. And I thought, I'm not naive, but that just revealed to me, you think she's worthless. You actually think this person is worthless. It's not just a word you threw out. You think she's worthless. That person was absolutely, in the most horrific way, judging someone else. And I am positive she would say, I don't judge anyone. So my concluding number three here is, pretending I can delude God is ridiculous. It's impossible. Pretending I delude other people in this area, I don't delude many people at all. Most people have my number. And deluding myself is pathetic. A Christian is a person who is honest about who I am so that I can grow out of what's bad into Jesus. I encourage you to consider this this week, talk about it this week. This is so concrete. If we pay more attention to our words this week and what they really are, we can be back here next Sunday, much holier people, having done really good work, I hope, for God this week. You have been listening to Father Paul O'Brien, pastor of St. Patrick Parish in Lawrence, Massachusetts. For more information about the parish and to get involved, please go to stpatrickparish.com or follow us on social media. Thank you for listening.